Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, everybody. How are you? Sean and Ellie here for Who Culture. And we've decided that it's time for our uniforms. I'm actually so happy about this. I'm I w- so excited. I, I was like, I'd love to be able to tell you all a big lie and say, this is what we're doing as Who Culture. I've owned this for a while. This is, yeah. I did not buy this for work. I bought this because <laughs> I love Doctor Who. <laughs> Ellie, how are you this week? Are you well? I am very well. It's very cold all of a sudden. It has dropped. So we were it's in two different cold. countries recording this. And like it has absolutely dropped. Before we go into anything, Ellie, do you have anything to tell our lovely viewers or listeners? Yes, I do. You can catch this podcast across all your various podcast streaming services. So you will get it exclusively here on YouTube first, but then keep your eyes peeled on Spotify and Amazon Music and Apple Music as well. And you will hopefully hear our voices on those streaming services too. Absolutely. Um, And then, of course, we're as you can tell, we're getting the plugs out of the way this week. So, of <laughs> course, you're watching us. If you're watching us, you're watching us on the YouTube channel. So, of course, at Who Culture, make sure you subscribed. If you're listening to this, please follow on all those various platforms. You'll catch us, obviously, on Twitter at Who Culture. You'll catch us on Instagram at Who Culture. You'll catch me at Sean Ferrick on Twitter, at Sean.Ferrick88 on Instagram. Uh, Ellie, where do they find you? Um, at e little child on Twitter and Ellie dot little child on Instagram and, don't and TikTok. Them. Oh yes, of course. Sorry, and yes, TikTok. And um, at the moment, if you follow along on TikTok, I am unboxing the Doctor Who Advent Calendar every day in the build up to Christmas. Very, very cool. I am also doing an unboxing thing, but it's that it's that other little uh, franchise there that um that uh, maybe yeah. Um, Get away! <clears throat> Get away! <laughs> Uh, allow me to uh, end this by saying make sure you're following at Dan the Meigs as well because he's a bloody legend and he said that he's not going to give me my puppy back until I plug him on this so <laughs> right we have a little bit to get through this week um, our main topic uh, we're going to we've, we're a little bit out now from Power of the Doctor so we're going to have a look at the 13th Doctor's era um, you know di- you know what worked what didn't and what are our overall thoughts about it but before we go into that, we have a new section that we are calling, Ellie? TARDIS Tidbits. Now, just no. imagine there's some really good animation going on right now. Um, in the future, there may well be. But for now, you can just have us do a little dance for TARDIS <laughs> Tidbits. Blue, blue, blue. <laughs> um, yes, we have... We have two bits we're going to talk about. So I believe I'm going first. 
<laughs> which is yeah chivalry dies on hookle um <laughs> we are talking about the fact that the 15th doctor's era is beginning because filming has started for the next season of doctor who we got confirmation that screenwriter dylan holmes williams is actually directing the at least an episode this was the uh the, the clapperboard clip that was re- revealed we are recording this on tuesday the 6th of december so uh on monday the 5th of december that was revealed um dylan has worked on the apple tv plus series servant which i am told is great so this is good news so yes that was revealed yesterday we know nothing else so far but the way it started dropping news which i'm delighted about because we've spoken about how much we need more marketing for doctor who i am delighted that is that is my little tidbit mm-hmm. and just to add to that we also had a post from millie gibson of her first day uh, she's moved to cardiff for for filming Woo-hoo! she had a little a little note from doctor who in her new house as well excellent and now it's time for my tidbit um so last week we told you the great news that the sarah jane adventures was now on bbc iplayer but since then people have noticed that there is uh, a couple of episodes missing the uh series five's penultimate episodes the curse of clyde langer i'm just going to get the quote that has been released to let us know why why they have uh been missing and it says that we are making a couple of minor edits for factual accuracy and we hope to make it available soon other than that, we don't know what those factual inaccuracies are, um, but hopefully that does mean that they will be up and on uh, BBC iPlayer at some point. But as of yet, they are the only two episodes missing on BBC iPlayer. I like as well, weird as this sounds, I like that there is a reason that it's not just like, you know, there's a rights issue. We had something similar on, I can't go five minutes without mentioning Trek, uh, when Paramount Plus launched here on this side of the pond, there was missing episodes from the franchise and it was there was a rights thing. It was, it was really weird. Um, but I'm glad it's not something like that. So, mm-hmm. all right, that is cool. So um, you lovely people who have access to iPlayer, I hope you enjoy that. I'm just going to sit here moaning. <laughs> Come on, Disney Plus, give us good news. Give us good news. <laughs> um, right, shall we jump into our main topic? Yes, please. So, Ellie, you hated the 13th Doctor <laughs> and the 13th Doctor era with a fiery passion. So let's discuss that. <laughs> well, first of all, that's not true. <laughs> there may be some truth in elements of it. I certainly think that it had it did have its issues. But I also think that it had some very good standout moments as well i think for me the the biggest issue being that a lot of the episodes were quite forgettable more than anything you know if you ask me about the episodes in say series one to series six in particular Mm. i can tell you what happened in pretty much every single one of those yeah with these episodes i have a few bits here and there and i have seen them all but they just they don't stick in the mind so well. That's I I feel the same way. Um, I I was really really excited. I think we all were really excited to see what was going to happen, where it was going to go. Um, I funny enough, I had not seen Broadchurch at that point. I've since watched Broadchurch, and you know I've seen how amazing Jodie wow. was in it, and I think it's fantastic writing, fantastic directing. So, in a way, I have to say. I'm glad I hadn't watched it at that point 
because I think I would have been slightly more disappointed. Mm-hmm. I um, think that is a lot of the issue as well. When you when you've seen something like Broadchurch, I, I had seen it, and so I had really high hopes for this kind of pair coming into into Doctor Who. But yeah, I think it maybe was slightly underwhelming with what we did get, knowing the quality of work that they have produced in the past. I think you made an excellent point there just before we started on the pod about how maybe describe it to me. So you you were talking about show, don't tell. Yes. I think a lot of the issue with the writing in particular for this era has been, it's been a lot of telling rather than showing a lot of the doctor explaining what she's doing rather than just showing us what the doctor's doing. And the whole point of TV, as opposed to books and stories and written things, is it's all about show, don't tell. If if I can see you running around with a sonic screwdriver trying to fix the problem, I don't need you to tell me that you're trying to fix the problem. I can tell that's what you're doing. But a lot of it was just long-winded scenes of the Doctor explaining what she was doing. But mm. I don't think you need to give us all that techno babble, actually. It's enough to see that you're trying to fix it without you explaining all of the confusing elements of what you're trying to do, especially yeah. when it's a show that's actually for children. And that, and that's it. And this is a point that I know we've made on the channel quite a few times is that, you know, when when they get the balance right of the whole it's for kids and it's for adults, I think it, it sails through. And then sometimes the balance is just off. Now, it can go in one respect where it's like only for kids and you're like, Okay, you know, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, Love and Monsters. I know it's low hanging fruit, but <laughs> love and, anyway, um, where it's like, yes, okay, that's they go full silly in that one. That's fine. There's other examples as well. And then where they go too dark and too like, oh wow, okay, um, Death in Heaven, um, and Deep Water. They were they were I think arguably it's like you you remember kids are watching this now. Of course, neither of those examples being from Jodie's era. Um, I think. We had in season one, like I quite enjoyed the woman who fell to earth. I thought she was very good in it. And a lot of my points tend to come back to Jodie was very good. And the episode around her wasn't great. And I think that for the woman who fell to earth, I think it was a good intro. Could have been could have been a little bit better. Could have been shorter. if I'm I tell you something that it does feel a little bit like. And I know we do have this kind of every time there's a new doctor, you kind of they do fall into this trap to start with is before the actor has established what their doctor is and how their doctor acts and reacts to things. It starts off as a little bit of a a copying, a mimic of a Mm. previous doctor. And I feel like that's maybe where it kind of maybe from a writing point of view and maybe slightly from a performance point of view before she could establish her own personal doctor, it kind of felt a little bit like just kind of copying what, what say, David Tennant would have done or what Matt Smith would have done. And I think maybe a lot of that is in the dialogue. Mm. I mean, you had that even with Matt Smith. You kind of, before he kind of developed into his own doctor, he did have moments that did were very um, similar to, to David Tennant before they can kind of establish themselves a little bit. I think, yeah, I think so. And of course, we, the audience, we bring in our expectations of, say, the previous Doctor. And I will hold my hand up and say, I'm so guilty of it. Like, Mm -hmm. um, 
and and I'll spend my time going, make sure you give the new person a chance. Remember, everyone feels the same way as a new doctor. Of course, I had David Tennant in my head looking at Matt Smith. I had Matt Smith in my head looking at Peter Capaldi. And I had Peter Capaldi in my head looking at Jodie. And I think know? with Jodie in particular, there was that added pressure of it was the first female doctor. So you didn't want it to be too feminine and too kind of over in one direction. But you also needed to kind of change it because this was different and it was something new and so you couldn't have them you couldn't have Jodie doing it in exactly the same way as the previous actors because she is different to them you know she is the first female doctor but that kind of finding that balance again we talk about balance a lot that balance between it being female feminine and female but also I'm still the same person that I was when I was Peter Capaldi and I think maybe sometimes that balance kind of was maybe bordering too far on the on the being the same and actually maybe needed to venture a little bit closer into the female part a little bit more to make her different rather than trying to keep her, trying to maintain that it's the same character. You don't need to worry, but actually maybe a little bit of different would have worked. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I, I agree. When you think of how some of the, even some of the classic doctors are so different. Like, um, I think back to, you know, obviously I wasn't there. I, I look old, but I wasn't actually around at the time <laughs> that the three doctors was airing. But when you have Patrick Troughton beside John Pertby, I mean, really? They're both the doctor? Really? A dandy and a clown? But, um, Whereas yeah, I I I think you've really struck the nail on the head there. They went so hard with going. Look, it doesn't matter about the fact that it's now you know a female is playing the doctor. Still, the doctor's like no, lean into it, make that part of the character. Um, but now to kind of to 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 go on into some of the examples of episodes, I I want to say good things that came particularly from the first season. Uh, episodes like Rosa, I think Rosa's probably. Like, if I had to say what's my favourite episode of Jodie's era, I would probably go with Rosa. 
for me personally, I quite like the power of the Doctor. I know, I get that it's very divisive. I quite enjoyed it because I thought I think it was kinda... one of the stronger episodes. I think they threw everything at the and the kitchen sink at it because they knew they were going out. Yeah, you know, I I really liked um the demons uh, demons of the Punjab. Yes, I really enjoyed that episode. They were kind of standout episodes and um. There are memorable moments for good or for bad. So, for example, you know, when you had um, Spyfall, just had to think for a moment there, and the introduction of Sasha Dwan as the master. Now, again, I know that his performance as the master is very divisive, but Mm. it was a very memorable reveal. And I I mean, personally, I think that he he is very good as the master. I wouldn't necessarily say he's my favourite version of the master, but I think he did a very good job as the master but then you also have moments that are memorable not necessarily for the good reasons like if you look at fugitive of the jadoon and the timeless children they are the most divisive plot points and episodes that we've had in doctor who for a very very long time but you can't deny that they are talked about all the time so whether or not they were a success as storylines as and as a plot for doctor who it cannot be denied that they've achieved something in as much as people will never stop talking about those moments and what they what has been introduced there so you could take that as a win yeah and it's memorable i couldn't couldn't agree with you more um uh, to to quote Oscar Wilde, which we always should at every opportunity, the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. And Doctor Who was running the risk of being forgotten. Well, this you is know? the thing. Most of them are very forgettable. So you need those memorable moments. Every showrunner wants to make their mark on Doctor Who. And maybe yes. a negative one is still is still a win for them. <laughs> well, I mean, if, I mean, yes, they, they did in, in casting Jodie. They they shook up the um they shook up the formula, which I I totally appreciate, um and I totally agree with you. I think they could have gone further. And okay, so we've we've made that point now. Um, I think a lot of it's obviously not season one. A lot of Jodie's first season, I think, was a bit ho hum. We kind of got there in the end. Um, the 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 one thing that I know we, we agree on. And the first example being arachnids in the UK is I describe it as the writers taking a roundhouse kick to the side of her head to be like, hey, hey, do you get the point we're making? Do you get us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you get the point? Yes, mm-hmm. we got it. We got yeah. it. And the, I feel there was a lot of that. in yeah. um, uh, Praxeus in as well is a prime example of that. Yes. Like Doctor Who has never shied away from commenting on real life issues and problems we were saying this if you look at um slothene in downing street that's very much a commentary on real life but it doesn't feel so forced upon you you know you can watch it as an adult and go i see what you did there but you can watch it as a child and just go oh look there's farty monsters do you know what i mean like you, again, we need to find that balance between being entertaining for children, but also being informative to a degree. It's a bit like there's a, a quote from Family Guy. Um, I'm not going to describe the context, but there is a, a quote where one of the characters says, "We, you know, we, 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 we know what's happening here. The adults know what's happening here. The kids don't know, but we know." And I think that is obviously it's hilarious, but 
that applies to a lot of these scenes. It's if you know what they're really saying, you're like, I get it. Whereas if you look at it just on the screen, you're like, oh, that's, you know, that's how we should take this. We should probably uh, have a look at some of the comments that came in. So thank you to everyone who commented on the community posts. Really appreciate it. Ellie, what do you have for us there? Let me have a look. Right. Should have put my glasses on. Yeah, James have, yes. Twamley, Twamley, I'm sorry, I've just butchered your name. <laughs> says, well. I think Jodie herself was fantastic and played the character really well using the tools she was given. Sadly, the era as a whole had the continuous problem of spectacle without substance due to Chibnall's focus on big action scenes and impressive cinematography that sadly just made the show feel very wooden, albeit nice to look at. Now, that's a kind of a point, isn't it? It has been visually very impressive. Yes, it has. It looks gorgeous. But just because you have pretty visuals, that doesn't mean that you've made it better. I mean, look at Doctor Who in in the 60s with cardboard cutouts and polystyrene. But you don't need... still loved it, yeah. Yeah, you don't need all of that for it to be good. 2005, even then... It wasn't about the high-tech, fancy CGI that made it what it was. I have one here from, I think it's Zia L. Storm. It felt like a group of fans making a Doctor Who season for fun. They had a list of must-haves and simply followed it. I I think it's that's one of the things where I would go, I don't entirely agree, but I absolutely see what you mean by that. Because mm-hmm. I get what you mean about the must-haves. We must have Daleks, we must have Cybermen, we must have this, we must have that. And yeah, um, unfortunately, I, th- I think I think there is a point in that. Anna McRae says, I'm frequently torn. I love Jodie, I love Mandip. I even think solely speaking about production quality, it got a huge step up. But storytelling wise, it was just kind of lackluster most of the time. We got wonderful episodes like Demons of the Punjab, but the majority were kind of bad. I think the biggest problem with Chibnall is that regularly things just kind of happen for no reason and you just have to accept it. Shout out to Ryan just being in a volcano for some reason. I think that's supposed to say Graham. But I get that as well. There are a lot of things that you're just like, oh, why is that a thing? Yeah, I think that the Graham example is perfect. Myself, my dad watching it the other day going like, okay, Graham's here. You yeah, know, I was kind of like, woohoo, Graham, yeah. why are you in a volcano on your own? Because <laughs> where else <laughs> would you be, you know? Um, right, Poppy and Ben. I think Jodie was the warmest and most nurturing doctor, which I have to say I agree with. She cared about her fam the minute they stepped into the TARDIS. I think her storylines were too convoluted, though. I also completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. The whole Lost Child story arc was boring. She did the best with what was written for her. I think I think that so that's obviously praising Jodie herself. I think that's a good point. And I do think she is one of the most care, not uh, one of the most caring and nurturing, if not the most. I mean, if there were moments that slightly differ from that like the the time that um graham was kind of opening up to her about the fear of his cancer returning and she was very awkward and not very nurturing in that moment but there are also moments where she is more more nurturing Mm. um i think the general consensus here is that she did very well with what she was given but her full potential wasn't really able to shine through yeah. Um, and then my last one here is from Robert, who says, I definitely think that she's underrated. Her era wasn't the best overall, but I think with years to come, opinions will change on it. The same thing happened with me for the ninth Doctor. Didn't like him at the time, but now really appreciate him and wish I had more. 
I will hold my hand up I... and say I felt that for Capaldi. Yes, I agree. Yeah. And and not just doctors as well. I think it happens with companions too. I mean, I think I've mentioned this before. I didn't like Martha at, to start with, but now on upon rewatching it, I actually really, really like Martha. Yeah. I think it just depends on who who your favorites are and and we as a as a race do not like change. So it does take a while to kind of warm to to certain people. I agree. I agree. Now my last one Enderman 121 genuinely just mostly forgettable but the parts I do remember were either pretty decent or absolutely either canon breaking or just plain awful. <laughs> oh you kind of you're hit you're hitting every base there. Um <laughs> But uh, I, I I do think the bits that really stand out and are memorable, that yeah, they do. Uh, a lot of it, Forty does kind of, yeah, fall by the wayside. But um, I think overall, I, I agree with you. Overall, we like Jodie. The, the writing, very up and down. Uh, when it was good, it really was good. Um, unfortunately, then, when it was bad, like some of the um, examples we've mentioned, uh, looked amazing. The music was good gorgeous a shout out again to Sagan Akinola just just beautiful beautiful music um I think and... the thing is is they they kind of advertised the fact that when Chris Chibnall and Jodie were taking over that it was kind of be like a soft reboot again wasn't it they wanted to kind of try something new mm. and some of those things worked some of them kind of it's that kind of old saying of if it ain't broke don't fix it and I think some elements perhaps didn't need to be changed I do feel like with the kind of group of companions you did end up with certain characters with nothing to do because there was too many characters to to focus on at the same time I think perhaps maybe later on when we just had Yaz and the Doctor maybe that kind of felt a little bit more like this is Doctor Who you have the companion you have the Doctor you don't have three people kind of looking helpless waiting to be given a job i'm not sure if we managed to really clearly go through her entire era but sure <laughs> listen we're, we're we're not going anywhere we'll be here for a while so everyone thank you so much for your comments please we're going to be putting up more community posts please continue to comment we'll try and read out as many as we can on each of these um anything you specifically want to hear us talk about please let us know uh twitter instagram you can catch either one of us on tiktok you know we're everywhere you you look long enough you'll find us so make sure you might just find us on the street (laughs) very very likely very likely you see a person mumbling talking to a phone box it's probably me um (laughs) so i think that's everything for today so thank you very much ellie as always because you're awesome and wonderful and very thoughtful and you have (laughs) impeccable choice of jumpers oh i know there was no peer pressure involved whatsoever not at all you got that, (laughs) that that check cleared right Mm, yeah just about cool 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 (laughs) all right everyone you look after yourselves for the next week uh you're awesome you're wonderful keep things wibbly wobbly bye hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.